Hello, and this is Luke's home C2C League. I'm Luke Probasco. Jacob Belleville. And we are here with special guest Aaron Tweet, also goes by Grimm's Daddy. He hails from Ankeny, Iowa, and he's here to bring a lot of energy tonight. He's really here to help us help us out. Welcome, Tweet. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, we first we want to know, like, how is it being Grimm's daddy when it comes to Madden, fantasy sports, all things, you know, that you own him in? Well, you know, it's, it's easy. I mean, if you've ever looked at his drafts, you've ever looked at his analysis, it's really that easy. I mean... The guy runs, like, you know, the Iowa offense and Madden. He just pounds a rock, pounds a rock, play action. Pounds a rock, pounds a rock, play action. It's three and out all day. So, the guy sucks. I, uh, how do you feel about your Lamar Jackson take um, against against Grimm? I feel like that was a, an ongoing thing. Maybe it still, still is. It's a, it's a normal kind of like an everyday work argument where I think he sucks and he's a running back that can throw the ball a little bit but I take Josh Allen you know all those guys anytime any day I mean Lamar Jackson is overrated is there anything you want to say to Dennis or anybody else in the league um, as, as we gear up for the freshman draft the supplemental draft and, and the season Um. yeah I mean Squad-wise, everybody's got to be ready. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think Grim has a guy on his team. Does he have? He does. He has a couple of them. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't have any running backs, but he does have a couple guys on his team. Okay, so he's got. So on his college team, the one thing I would say about Grim, and in just any draft strategy, is when you draft a freshman. Make sure he's going to go pro in football, not baseball. That's what I'm saying. That's all. Gotcha. And also, it's key to lock in the Iowa quarterback room. Yes. <laughs> if that's the quarterback I'm room I'm looking at on. Highly yep. drafted players. Iowa quarterbacks. So, all right. Enough dogging Grim for, for now. Until tweet. You decide you need to. Three minutes. Give me a few more. <laughs> All right. NCAA news, pretty light. We don't have any trades. Also, we don't have any NFL news. Jacob, you got any? Not really. I mean, Deshaun Watson has another allegation. Where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if anything, he's just kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do you guys view – would you guys like Deshaun Watson on your team because he's good at football, or are you guys upset, like, hey, he's a piece of shit, I don't want him on my team? Like, Mor- Morality has no part in oops. fantasy football for me. All right. I also agree. Business. It's all about the Benjamins. Have you seen my team? Yeah, you're, they're getting arrested or, or whatnot pretty often. Um, that reminds me, Chris Rodriguez apparently did have some sort. There was some sort of mix-up, so that's why he didn't go to court. But now he's facing a suspension from Kentucky, and he could miss uh, a lot of time. So, that's... well, you know, 
Everybody has a mix-up here and there. <laughs> so, um, trying to think. Oh, the other thing that was kind of bombarded sports lately, baseball world, is the fantasy football league that Jock and uh, I can't remember the other guy from the, the Reds. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham were in. Do you guys have any thoughts on placing the rules with placing a guy on the IR who's out which look to be within the realm of the rules, but Fam says there are other rules that said you can't. You guys have any stance on on that? If a rule isn't explicit, then it can't be broken. Sorry, but also Jock Peterson looks like a guy that you would want to slap. <laughs> I don't. Uh, cool. Also, if you don't read the rules, eh, you never know. Well, honest mistakes. Mm-hmm. So then, that I guess that is a leading question into Nate's question from last week's tweet. Can you read? Oh, uh, the bylaws? Yeah. Nope. Never read those once. But not, not like, have you read them? Can you read them? Or does like Lindsay have to read them to you? Also, no, yes. Yeah, she. I would prefer an audio version. Yes. <laughs> well, well, I got my beer, and uh, eh, that's about all I got. Maybe I could uh, work on doing, like, pictures and help tell the story with pictures. Maybe Pictionary that, would be great. I'd like that. Maybe that would help. But, I mean, be, and then he called, and then they call out uh, Mike Trout saying he was a bad commissioner. And the whole thing, and like if I'm Mike Trout, I'm just like I'm, I'm Mike Trout, like whatever. Like I'm. Is that when you just get your dick out and just slam it on the table? Yes. Like this is say, who I am. Just shut yeah, up, Tommy. Yeah. I run this, Tommy fam. Did you hear the buy-in for that? No. We should definitely. I, I assumed that it was a lot because it actually went onto the field, and they <laughs> this altercation happened. It, it was a $100,000 buy-in. Are we changing our bylaws to that? I mean, I think that would be I'll appropriate. I'll covered deck that I just got a quote on. <laughs> <laughs> and like two planks on your deck. Or is that, or is that the whole thing? It, it would cover the whole thing, yeah. So I guess tweet leading into Nate's second question. How much is lumber? You're sitting there in your nice new house... You know, it's pretty expensive. Uh, this this whole lumber thing costs 501000 so yeah. Wow. It's, it's decent. I hear appliances are hard to come by. Do you have appliances in your house? If I could show you, I would, but yes. Okay, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you have appliances. My beer is cold. That's good. Um, let's see here. And I guess while we're asking all of Nate's questions, I might as well ask... Do you have anyone on your no-trade list, and why is it Nate? Nate is not on my no-trade list. He hasn't sent me an offer since I accepted that last one. Wait, no, that's a lie. He <laughs> sent me one. Give me about one and a half seconds, please, because he did send me one. That was... His most recent trade was my 203 for $3 fab. And then and he turned it down. Was, he tried to give me. He's trying to take all my all my youngins. 
He tried to take Kenny Phillips, Dolchich, and Colbert for Corey Davis, Melvin Gordon, and Jalen Rucker. Jeremy Rucker. So he's trying to get rid of his Jets, which really makes no sense. The guy's a Jet through and through. He's heavily invested. Me and him are pretty much... We love him. He wants Drake London, too, which obviously makes sense. But I'm willing to bet I can get a haul for Drake. Gotcha. So so Nate isn't on the no-trade list. He just puts really bad offers out there is what you're saying. Yeah, like it's, somebody else. So why am I on the no-trade list? Is it bad offers? Oh, no. I mean, you just you just like to want to come after my uh, college running backs that I'm obsessed with. So who are you yeah. obsessed with? Who who are who are some guys that that you're really excited about on your college team? My boy Tucker from Syracuse. I just you know he just runs the ball. He does his job. Scores 300 points a year. That's what I love. And a Shane, a Sh- I don't is that right? A Shane, Sean, Sean, Sean. Oh, a Kane, a Kane. However you say his name. I think he's going to be the lead back this year. He outshined Spiller last year a little bit too, so he definitely I think is. he he's working his way into maybe top one or two coming out next year. Maybe. Wow, that is a spicy take, I feel like, Tweet. That is, that is well, you got Bijan, and I know how Bijan is, but I think Bijan's number one, but I think a shame can come out too. I think so, he's above Zach Evans. The reason I was interested in the Kane – mostly was because you're talking about elite speed and he was actually used as a running back. Correct. Um, so if he can show that he can be kind of a bell cow at Texas A&M, you know, it, perfect, best case scenario, his range of outcomes ends in like Jamal Charles, Chris Johnson. I'm, now he could be, he could still be too small for the NFL, but. I agree. I'm I'm thinking that he splits the backfield with L. J. Johnson this year. He didn't participate in the spring ball because he he had an injury, but the coaching staff has talked him up. So I'm I'm thinking that's going to be more of a split backfield there. And then I'm kind of curious on what the NFL thinks about kind of like running back dominant rating. Like I'm sure they don't look at it, but if you can hold your own backfield versus splitting it. Like, I mean, Isaiah Spiller, everyone was kind of high on going into the year, and then, like, he... I liked his tape, and he athletically, you know, is fine. I just wonder if, because he shared the workload, if the NFL is like, nah, we're, we're good. I think it was more because he was outperformed on that workload. Gotcha. I am surprised to hear you say that L.J. Johnson... Is going to be sharing that backfield, though. Who is it? I was going to say, because, I mean, you'll get a, a shame. Like, LJ Johnson has an uphill battle to being the kind of, I don't know, early down back in that. It's like 50-50 right now. Well, we'll see. That's that's my stance. Granted, he's on my team, so I'm like, I'm high on him. But I just also have, I just also have a larger, fast running back that's also in that <laughs> on that team, and it's like, I, it just seems like it's going to be fifty-fifty, and they're going to go hot hand and probably ride it. I don't know. So we shall, we shall see there. Um, then yeah, Sean Tucker 
is another interesting one. I've seen some rankings with him below guys like Zach Evans, and I know Zach Evans is a really good prospect, and he's on Luke's team. After his freshman season, I just don't I don't see how you can put Zach Evans above Sean Tucker in terms of, like, Debbie, just because that freshman season was crazy. I, I really am curious. Like, the NFL says they don't helmet scout, but I think Sean Tucker is going to – athletically perform well at the combine he's going to put up numbers but he's going to be a Syracuse running back so which is it I think this is like the perfect tell for the NFL like do you helmet scout or not I think this will be a big one I think yeah Tucker's Tucker's going to be that guy that probably won't be drafted high but could be a very good if not top producer in the NFL if he stays healthy obviously but I think it's because of the helmet I'm I'm really excited about the depth of running backs. So recent, right? Because Syracuse has really good running backs that have come and been in the NFL in the past. It's just not recent. Mm -hmm. That's where, you know, I don't know. But Sean Tucker, I I just don't see how you look at his freshman season versus like some of these other guys who have done. Even I, I saw a ranking that had Kendall Milton above him. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, Tucker went for 1,500 and 12 TDs. What, what I'm excited about is the NFL draft this next year because I think there's a lot of good running backs in this class that usually those first three rounds is kind of like what you want to look for. But I think this is the year that we're going to have fourth round, fifth round guys really get drafted by the NFL and make be productive in the NFL, I think. Yep. Um, so you're, you're excited about... Um, Tucker, Achain, anybody else on your college team or, or NFL team you want to highlight? On my side of things, I mean, college-wise, I still feel like I'm doing all right. Like, I still have Sam Hartman. He was a top passer. I think Will, Will Rogers is going to have another great year with good old Leachy boy down there. Um... I think I'm still built a little bit more in college overall with some of my top tier talent, but uh, definitely, definitely excited to see my young bucks up in the uh, in the NFL too. So, so what was your strategy when you were running through the draft slash? Then you know it evolved to the season, and now we're in the off season. Like, can you talk us through through that? Well, I mean. My strategy is my number one thing is don't do what Grimm does. Okay, that's my number one strategy. Okay. Uh, because if you do what he does, even if he wins a championship, you just don't want to be associated with that, right? You just want to like I don't know. I'd take a championship. Yourself. I'd take a championship. I'll. Have you seen his college team, though? I mean, that thing's not winning a championship unless it's fantasy college baseball, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. Nate could give him a run for his money. Yeah, well, Nate's questionable as well. But he's not on my no-trade list. Okay, that's good to know. Nate's still not on the no-trade list. My number two, number two part of my strategy besides not doing what Grimm does is I want to build youth. I'm, I'm trading away my old folk for my new folk. 
and I spent quite a bit. So is that why you traded away Brees Hall? Because he was too old? Yeah, that still hurts. Um, (laughs) The trade was too good, and I was going to flip the other two guys, which Cooper Cup is available. Um, what what kind of things are you looking for, Cooper Cup? Like what what things do your does your team need, either college or NFL wise, that you think you know I could let go of Cooper Cup for for this type of stuff? Because obviously, college, college quarterbacks or running backs that are projected to go pro. Okay, is so. what what I'm kind of looking for, or a young running back. That's in the NFL or wide receiver. Younger. So what about DeAndre Swift? He's a younger running back. I just don't trust, you know, the Detroit Lions, to be honest. Like, Swift is on my my shit list. So why is Nate on your no trade list? Nate. <laughs> Nate is not on the no trade list. He just He just hasn't been sending good offers. But you said that you don't want DeAndre Swift, so. Well, because I don't want a Detroit running back. Okay, all right. I think I've I think I've understood this now. So yeah, I mean, Nate, they, Nate they is ran with Joint Bell for like two years. Like they can run with anybody, I guess. Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds is on the chopping block if anybody wants him. I think my kind of where I've soured a little bit on DeAndre Swift. I still really like him, especially in a full PPR league because he's a very good receiving back. But from a running perspective, he was so much worse than Jamal Williams. He just was not as good as, like, the other people that were getting run for the Detroit Lions. And that kind of had me a little bit worried. We'll also see see if he can get through a preseason without any nagging injuries because... Or murders. Yeah, or fake murders, yeah. (laughs) So, all right, so I kind of interrupted your your strategy. So, number one, don't do what Grimm does. Number two, build youth. So I want to build through the college ranks to the pro ranks. So is it going to be, like, so what's the best way to get a trade done with you? Is it to give you college guys for your NFL pieces? Is or, like... Yes, that or maybe a rookie or something like that coming into the NFL that you're not really sure of. Like, Cooper Cup is established. Going after somebody that is less established, I don't know. Names, for example, C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, the Bama quarterback, whatever his name is. I don't have anything on me right now. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. But, like, you know, little things like that, or if you're chasing for something, if you're chasing to win the NFL, I'm willing to part, but I, I want something that is probably a first-round talent or two coming up, because I think Cooper Cup's going to be a top two, three wide receiver again, because he's Stafford's go for, go-to guy, so... Yeah, I, I think he's going to have another another good year. I mean, I'll, it's a little harder to be consistent as a at a wide receiver, but other yeah. than the year he tore his ACL, he's he's been a pretty good a wide receiver. But basically, what I'm saying is youth, youth, youth. I want all the youth. 
I'm willing to trade my my older guys if you're chasing for somebody or something, especially NFL side. So, so then, like your NFL guys, like a Najee Harris, who's somebody who's young, who's like good. Are they like just don't ask me about them or like hey everyone's available, but like if I say tweet I'm interested in Najee Harris. Like, how do I go about getting a deal like that done? Do I say, like, okay, you need youth because you've, you've said that. So are there guys on my team that you're interested in? Or, or how how do I go about doing something like that? I mean, I'm always just interested in trades in general. We'll talk it through. But at the end of the day, I, I'm kind of – I listen to Ian's and – I can be kind of passive a little bit on the trade area, but I can also be a little aggressive too, like throwing offers out there. I try to do a little bit of both, but if you do like somebody, there's very few people that are actually on the no trade list. I do value my rookies a lot more than in my younger players, such as like Anaji, Elijah, those guys. I value those guys a lot more than I would value, I don't know, I think I have Roby Anderson. You know, like somebody like that. Like, so who are the very few people that are on the no trade list? Uh, I mean, at the rate we're going, Grim, just because it's Grim. Uh, yeah, that's understandable. Yes, I mean it makes sense. All he wants to do is trade you fucking Mac Jones, anyways. I it's literally ninety nine percent of the offers I get these days. Hey, you want Mac Jones for Cooper Cup? No, Grim, I don't want fucking Mac Jones for Cooper Cup. <laughs> Good Lord, man. God. Have I hey, ever Grim. been put on the no trade list? Grim has not been fully put on there, but he's on his way. Jacob, have, have I? You are not on there. Currently, you, like, have I made appearances? Maybe in the old, the other league. We won't say what league that is, but... <laughs> Oh, where you vetoed my trade. I remember. It was an accident. <laughs> we went back and forth for like three weeks. <laughs> so There's too many rules in that league. And we don't have any of them written down, which I'm glad, because you don't read them anyways. So, because I can't read. So you can't read. Okay, we found it out. Um Glad we got that figured out. So, what's your what's your main weakness on your NFL and college team? Quarterback. Um. Both ways. Well, I'll say both ways, just because I have a lot of un, unknowns. I I mean, I've got Aaron Rodgers, which is great, but I I also have Tua. I've got Sam Howell, who we, I mean, he's still in a position where he can win that job. Um, I mean, Sam Hartman, Will Rogers, all those guys are all on the college side. They have potential, but are they, are they top tier talents? Nah, probably not. I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm, I'm literally sitting with basically Aaron Rodgers and Mitchell Trubisky and Tua Tungavailoa as my as my quarterbacks. I mean, how do you feel about Tua this year? I'm a little higher on him than probably some people. I mean, I think the talent is going to take him a little farther. 
can you get the ball to the talent? Who knows? I mean, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing. But he also played for a defensive coach. Now he's got an offensive coach. I don't know. He's he's going to be it's make or break. I think that's kind of where I'm at on him. Just because it's starting to look like he's just another guy. Like, yeah, he can he can play in the league. He's fine, but eventually a team is going to look to replace those guys. I think him and I think him and Zach Wilson are kind of in the same boat, um, just different years. It's like, hey, we've put stuff around you. I mean, I think Miami's a little bit more evolved than than New York, but it's kind of the same better, thing. They're a much better team than New York. I mean, tenfold. I mean, it's not even close. It's like, hey, we put these guys around you. Put up or shut up. Otherwise, we're going to be looking for our next quarterback. Or don't come looking for a big contract. Yeah. My other thing with Tua, though, is like, he didn't have a bad year last year, and I think people kind of think he he did, but he wasn't terrible by any means with who he was throwing to. It's, it's weird how people think he's just like, they'll talk like he's trash. Yeah. He's not trash. He's just not also going to lift a team up and take them to the playoffs, you know, just based on his play. He's, ser- he's definitely serviceable in a two-quarterback league, for sure. Like, you can have way worse combos than what we got with Aaron Rodgers, or what I have with Aaron Rodgers and Tua. Yep. But my worry is, is the NFL minds are like, this dude's, he's trash, so he's gone, so. Yep. So what if I told you last year that Tua Tungvaloa put up 213 points while, let's see here, while Mac Jones put up 269 points. Are you going to trade with with Dennis to get Mac Jones? Is Mac Jones better than Tua? No. For fantasy purposes. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying, Grim. I'm trying. Apparently, you are really, really on that no trade list. I did, I I don't see Mac Jones as a future at all. I mean, he's lost a little weight this year. Good for him. Me too. But like, what the fuck? Like Mac Jones. In my opinion, is the worst quarterback out of that class. The worst? I feel like that's. I got Felipe Franks on my roster. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, all right. My bad. He didn't even get to throw a pass. He had to run the ball twice. Oh, I thought he threw an interception. Oh yeah, he did. He had one pass that was an interception. Pick six, I think. So. Also, let's also let's not gloss over the fact that Tweet just compared himself to an NFL quarterback. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there any uh, guys you're you're targeting? So you said you you wanna you want a quarterback. You kind of mentioned Stroud. You mentioned that Alabama quarterback. I don't know his name, Bryce Young. So maybe you're not targeting him since you don't know his name. Maybe you're targeting C.J. Stroud since you know his name. Are, are you and Jacob working on something on the background or working on something right now? Uh, according to Jacob, we never work on anything, so no, we're not working on anything. Oh, wow. Is that because uh, he's on the no-trade list? Actually, I had an inquiry about C.J. Stroud today, 
I'm in a very tough spot because I am also thin at quarterback on the NFL side and the college side. He's probably the toughest player on either of my rosters that I could move because of that. Like I would need I would need to be getting a quarterback in return somewhere that had upside. So that's definitely a tough one for me. He's not untradeable, but he's pretty dang close as of right now with the current climate of my rosters. Well, and I think that's kind of part of, like, between, like, trades with you and I, if we're going to go to that, like, I kind of look at, like, what we have and what we've been doing, and a lot of it is very similar. We're a little bit not great on the quarterback side, but we have some wide receivers. We've got some running backs. We've got some, you know, people that we can build off of there. But if we're doing that, we're swapping those guys, and we're not really – we're not getting what we – probably really need which is the quarterback side of things that's right i I sent you an offer for like two wide receivers and the players that i put in there were also two wide receivers so (laughs) we're just swapping like similar positions i think in a lot of the offers that i've made towards you yeah and and at that point in time it just i think luke and i have had this conversation before where it's who do who do you like better and who do i like better and i may like this guy better than you and or blah 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 bullshit and it if I value that guy a little bit more then it's kind of tough to make that trade where when you trade two wide receivers for that quarterback let's say like shit I really need a quarterback yep and this dude really wants these wide receivers let's let's do it so and that's another thing like we we talked about it when we did um our trade tweet but it's like our teams are kind of the same again where we have we're both trying to build up from the college side and get that that youth put into our our NFL team, and I'm really trying to get like Devi running backs because um, I'm pretty like I'm pretty well set on the current wide receivers on my NFL team, so it's like it's kind of hard to get things done like when we both have the same process, so. You, like, I agree with that. I think it would be really cool if there were, like, a three-way trade, but it would have to be, like, perfect where, like, me and Tweet are, you know, trying to get Devi guys, and then there's a guy going for on the NFL side that we can get some college youth and then, like, split things up. I think I think being in this type of league – lends itself to having three-way trades more often if teams are constructed well. I guess, hey, you need wide receiver, I need running back, I need NFL talent. I mean, there's multiple ways to to get that done. And, and Jacob, we were talking off-air, if you want to talk about this, like just trades. There's multiple times you can trade to to get your guy. Yeah, I mean, since doing this league, I think there's three main, I don't know, time buckets that you can make a trade happen for the guy that you want. So even though, you know, you might take Nicholas Singleton, right? You have the first three picks in our draft. I love that guy. I can still acquire him through a trade. It's not like he's dead and can never be on my team. Um, The way I kind of look at it is most college guys are going to be 
if you get them when they're in college, they're probably going to be the cheapest that they'll ever be. At the same time, the elite college guys like Bryce Young won the Heisman. We know exactly where he's going in the draft. He is not going to be cheap at all. Yep. He might as well be an NFL quarterback right now. The second time is right before the NFL draft when it's like, go get your guy before he gets drafted to your team or a really great situation. That's probably the most expensive time to go and get a guy. What do you say to the people that don't want to trade before the NFL draft? They want to see where, hey, I got Drake London. I want to see where Drake London goes, and then I'll think about trading him. And I see where he lands. I'm like, no, like I'm keep. What do you, what are your thoughts on trading before the draft versus after the draft? So if you go about it logically, and someone lands in a great spot, they should be worth more, right? That is not how it works. The mystery and the suspense of where this player could go is actually valuable. And so I think they're worth more if you trade them before you see what team they're going to. I agree. It's almost like gambling. Like the, There's like this rush of, I could lose. Yep. And it's also... It is for me, and maybe I'm just a weirdo, but that's how it is for me. Luke brought up Drake London, and I agree because I... I think the hype behind him coming out or everything, number one guy, should go top five, blah, blah, blah. Yes, he. I think he's going to be very, very good, but now he's in a position where he plays for Atlanta. Sorry about your luck, Nate. But he doesn't really have a quarterback. Like, Marcus Mariota hasn't been relevant for a few years. Like, if he has a good year, he has a good year, but... If I would have traded him before the draft, I think I would have been better off than him playing with Marcus Mariota for this year and maybe next year. With maybe Ridley back, maybe not. We don't know. We don't really know Drake's position in that offense yet. So I think I could have had a better luck trading him early rather than later. And and that was I mean, also the fun. And that anybody can make the argument that he's going to be the number one receiving option over like a Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see how you can make that argument. I don't disagree. And and I had you know talked about it last week with with Nate. It was like I really like Spiller, but then I sold him, and I think it was you know I can't remember exactly the trade, but it it probably worked out in my favor just because he didn't go as high as I I kind of thought he was going to go. Yeah, because once they start producing in the NFL, it's a known commodity. Yep. This guy's wide receiver 18. That's the price I'm going to pay for him, right? So that's kind of your third option of trading for a guy that you like. I feel like DJ Moore kind of falls into that because I feel like he's somewhat underproduced compared to like what he was projected to do coming out of college. Yeah, he's scored like the last three years. It's like four touchdowns each year. It's like, okay, yep. as long as Carolina doesn't have a good quarterback – Give me DJ Moore for four touchdowns. But at, the well, same that's time, if, at the same token, if I really like DJ Moore, what happens if Bryce Young or CJ Stroud go there? It's like wheels up. That guy's value just shoots through the roof. Yep. Oh yeah. And that's and why I, I'm that's why I'm big on trading for for talent, not situation. Like situation can change. Um, like whatever. I got DJ, DK Metcalf on my team. Who's to say he doesn't get traded and now he's not in a bad situation in Seattle or Seattle makes some sort of trade next draft and they get 
a C.J. Stroud, you know, so. I like that to an extent. I mean, I don't play that full strategy just because at some point in time, I mean. Points are points, yeah. Yeah, you, you play for the Detroit Lions, and that's just is what it is, you know. So, back to Swift. Um, are there any supplemental guys you have your, your eye on, Tweet? I, the, you guys have talked about a lot of them. The biggest one I like is Drew Aller. I mean, he's got a cannon. He's, he's going to play perfect. for Penn State. Historically, he is perfect NFL size. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, everything is perfect. Like, height, weight, everything. <laughs> he makes me think that he's just going to be that guy. I mean, he... Everything that you see about him, you watch his tape, you, you read everything about him, that's my number one dude. My Personally, that's that's who I want. I don't care if, if he starts this year or not. Or I think he's he's top tier. And I, if, like I said, we've talked about everybody else, but that's literally, I mean, you can talk, talk about the top 20, but he's literally my guy. The other guy I really like is... Uh, I left my list downstairs. Uh, Van Dyke, too. Okay, I want I want to talk through Penn State's schedule, and when do you think uh, Drew Aller really starts? So, week one at Purdue, probably a win. Do we think? Yeah. So next week, Ohio, probably a win. The next week they go to Auburn, which they won in overtime in Penn State. I'm not really sold that Auburn's like a great team, and they don't have Bo Nix, who I didn't think was great. They also had that coaching situation where he was going to get fired, and he's been sleeping with his assistant, and now he's still there. I mean, so if anything, it's a throw. It's like it's a 50-50, but let's just say they're 2-1. and one. Then they have Central Michigan, probably a win. Then they've got Northwestern, probably a win. And then they got Michigan. So that one might be a tough one, but they're 4-1 and one going into that game. Let's just say they they lose to Michigan. They're 4-2, and two, play Minnesota. They're 5-2. and two. And then Ohio State, probably a loss. They're 5-3. and three. Maybe at that point... You've got Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan State to to round out your last four games. Maybe that's when they put in Aller to kind of see what they got for for the future. Or you know, hey, does Clifford just end the year? You know, as as the quarterback there. What are you guys' thoughts? I think the reality is, anytime it's a freshman quarterback coming in, I don't really care who they are there is a good chance that they just sit the first year and you're not going to see them play. It's not a knock on them if that happens either. You really need one massive year of production to get drafted by the NFL for most positions. I mean, yeah, look at half the Ohio State quarterbacks. Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so, Tweet, you mentioned you like Tyler Van Dyke. What do you like about him in particular? I think he's a very, very
very good talent, but I also think uh, Cristobal going there is going to make him even better. I think coaching is going to help him. Overall, I Miami, I think, might be on the up and up, but I think we could all say that every year, you know. I really think the NIL stuff is really going to help him, like – well, yeah, not they're, not they're saying it people. wasn't already like under the table doing yeah, it, but <laughs> but like now I feel well, like what are they paying per player? They're I mean they've already got a deal in place where every player's getting X amount of money. I think, I think they even had like an MMA gym down there that was just paying every single player five hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, there's there's another booster that was paying like six grand a player or something, no matter what. Yep. Whether you played or whether you're 110 on the bench, yeah. And I like I like Van Dyke a lot. I just I question all of their like skill skill position weapons for him. I feel like their high end talent is still like young and coming up. So I like Van Dyke more for the NFL than I do him. Yep. In college, personally, if if, if that's where because I think he has a higher upside on the NFL side. Yes. So that's kind of where I'm at. The NIL deal is a businessman offers $500 a month to every scholarship player to promote his MMA training facilities. <laughs> what a terrible ROI for that guy. <laughs> so the, the, build, the, building is probably, the building has like 170 person capacity and all of a sudden he's got 50,000 people that want to sign up. Well, we can't serve you. Like he's got the women's aerobics team standing out there, like we're ready to go. So um, let's see here. Tweet. We asked you to, or I guess before I move on to the the final segment, Jacob, is there anything that you want to ask? Ask tweet that we haven't already covered. Um. How high are you on Cartavius Norton going to Iowa State? Pretty looked into him at all? I have not. I would. He's kind of a fun back to watch. But uh, he's he's prototypical NFL size, kind of like Brees coming in. Uh, definitely flew under the radar. Has decent speed. So we'll see if he can kind of carve out a role. And frankly, Matt Campbell has shown a propensity to move on from running backs. I'm really curious if he wins so the I job. I don't know if Jarrell, Bro- Jarrell Brock is the guy. Yeah, I'm wondering if he Brock gets the job over over Brock this year. I've Again, Iowa State does a really good job of holding things uh, close to the chest, but I think that might be uh, a guy to watch. It wouldn't surprise me if Brock's not the guy. I mean, in all honesty, I think he's an alright player, but I don't think he's the feature back. Um, I mean, we all know Iowa State's going to be Iowa this year, so... That's... Yep. Just like every year. Yep. Just like every year. Alright, man. Um, we also don't want Iowa skill players on our fantasy team. No. Except for one. Caleb Johnson. They got a real dude this year. Grim? Does he have him yet? He's a he's an no, incoming, incoming freshman. freshman, so he will oh, have him. Unless that's Grim's first round pick. Grim yeah, doesn't have a first round pick, but we need to do everything in our power to get him before Grim, and then trade him to Grim for, for Mac Jones for all of it, the all, entire team. 
He's going to offer you Iowa's two backup quarterbacks for him. Yeah, probably. Um, so I don't have any other questions. Uh, so we'll move on to the next segment. Uh, we had asked you to evaluate our team's tweet. Um, I don't know if you stuck to just the college team or the NFL team or if you did both, but let's let's hear your evaluations of our teams. You know, I've got a little bit of everything. Okay. Uh, I'll start with Luke. Um, Luke has he's got a lot going for him on the college side, I think. And in my opinion, I think Luke is favored on the college side to win. When you have Henderson, uh, I have to get off Nate's team here because his team sucks. Were you on his team because you were looking uh, to acquire some players? Yeah, I was, I was on there looking to make a trade, um, but apparently I don't trade with Nate, so I, I really don't know. That, that's, the player, that's the college player dead zone right now. I was looking at his roster, I'm like, oh boy, like, what do we do here? Yeah, it's, it's how do I get a trade done? <laughs> I mean, you you look at Luke's team. He the college side of things is just stupid. He 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 traded for Deuce. He's got Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, and Hooker. I mean, Hooker's putting up better numbers than Williams, which Williams was kind of on and off last year. I mean, then you you had all his other. Goddamn Ohio State players in. It, that college team's going to be tough to beat. I think he's got the depth, too. He's got UCLA's guy. Um, I have to roll out the MAC teams, the MAC players. Yeah. To beat Luke. Yeah, I mean, I think to beat Luke on the college side, you do have to roll with just straight heavy hitters that aren't going to be going pro. Because he's got both of those. That's that's one thing that, you know, kind of came out was like, I tried to just get guys that I thought were Debbie that I didn't really know if they were going to do anything in college because, honestly, going into last year, I just watched Hawkeye football and whatever was on primetime. Like, that's all I really watched. So I'm like, oh, these guys are, like, through these sites or this over here. Who had a good recruiting or, like uh, – Who's a five-star, four-star, like, who has the pedigree from a recruiting standpoint? And and then they just, you know, happen to also do something in, in college. And I can attest to that. I've known you long enough that you, you literally did only watch college. Um, or Iowa, Iowa football, and then you watch the NFL a lot. Like, yep. I think – I think college roster rises. I think you your draft was pretty ridiculously good. You and I kind of had similar mentalities, but you went more youth, and I went more older, known players. I did. Um, I did get lucky with that because there were a couple games last year where I was like, I don't even think I'm going to have enough people to fill up my roster because they're not like playing. Right. Yeah. For every every Travion Henderson, there's also a Trey Sanders or John Emery who yep. does 
doesn't do anything for three, four years. So, I mean, it was definitely a big risk. But I mean, you feel that way, and then, you know, I, I think it's redundant that we talk about Grimm's team once again, but that's literally all a Grimm's team. Like, yeah, he's got Zay Flowers and, and a few guys here and there, but other than that, he's got a bunch of random freshmen that... And Justice Hill. Yeah, I mean, you look at Grimm's team that is still on his roster, like points per game last year, they averaged like seven. <laughs> like, like if he keeps that strategy up, like you may have a guy or two hit, but you're not, you're literally not going anywhere with that. I, 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 in my opinion, I think you got to kind of go after Go after a few few guys that may be producers too, or you're just sacrificing the college side. But that's that's the great thing about CTC is like his NFL team. I think Grimm's got the NFL team to to win it, but then doesn't have a lot to fill in. You know, as he goes on and gets older. So like, can he build a dynasty? I think you can honestly rebuild a college team um, to make it college relevant with college producers and stuff within a year. Do I agree? Yes. But do I also look at Grimm's draft strategy and to begin with? Man, (laughs) say, if that's what you're going to try to pull in, like, because if you're going to pull in all these freshmen, like, and he doesn't even have top-tier freshmen, like he was not pulling in your your Hendersons or whatnot, he (laughs) – he, he just kind of took some flyers, and if you're going to take flyers all day, then that's what you're going to get, you know? Yeah, he told me he doesn't even like Travion Henderson, so he let me have him a couple rounds earlier. That makes sense. But Grim, I okay, and, and if that's we want to go NFL side. Bold take. <laughs> I don't even like this really good young player. He didn't really say that. He was just like, oh. he was just like after I took him, he's like, I was going to take him last round. I shouldn't have waited on him. I, I like Grimm's I, – I mean, I know we're off your squads, but I got more to talk about on yours. But I like Grimm's NFL side. But a lot of his hinges also on those quarterbacks. I mean, the youth is great, but what has the youth done for you? Like, Justin Fields is in a rebuild. Trevor Lawrence is – kind of still in a rebuild. I think we talked about this. You guys talked about this last week with Trevor Lawrence, him having Christian Kirk as his top paid wide receiver. Like, Mac Jones, they don't have an offensive coordinator there. Do they care? Not really sure. But uh, I just – I think this is a quarterback-heavy league, and if you're not really sure who you're going to play besides Herbert, it's going to be tough. I will say I, I did read some stuff online that basically broke down points, and if you have an elite quarterback, you can you can skate by with just one in a super flex league. Oh, really? Yeah, but at the same time, they have to perform at elite level. They can't have like a season where I don't know Justin Herbert takes a step back and he's actually QB twelve. They can't be that. They got to be like top five. Yeah. So you can, you can skate by with just more talent at skill positions, but it's definitely helpful to have two quarterbacks that are scoring you points weekly, and they're a good amount of points. Because, I mean, there were some weeks where I was starting, I don't even, 
I didn't even know who I was starting some of the times in, in my flex positions, but I was still, I wasn't a very good NFL team, but at the same time, I was still competitive. So, and that was completely because I had Lamar and Jalen Hurts. So, Tweet, will you get back to sharing me and my college team with compliments? Yeah, your college team's really fucking good, you loser. <laughs> um, you, but that brings me to your NFL team. I mean, you, you and Grim are fairly similar there where you're not very deep. I mean, you also kind of took a left-hand turn on me. Um, as we've talked, we were building a similar team, and then you went old with your running backs. So... And that was that was just quick. It all got set up with the Patrick deal that I got Zeke. Yeah, well, can we just talk about that? I've talked about it with you, but I need to just share this with the world. Okay. What in the fuck? Like, I, they, you I, traded Grant's old diaper for <laughs> nineteen fucking great players and picks and everything else. Does anyone happen to remember the the trade off the top of their head? It was like Zeke, Calvin Ridley. Who else? Was it Sky Moore? A 1-1. One, one, a 2-1. Oh, yeah, so Christian college. Watson. No, in college, I thought. It was college. Well, he got that, but then he got the 101 in on the NFL side to take Christian Watson. Correct, and Green Bay's backup running back. A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Honestly, I think just Patrick was super down on Zeke, and I am not ready to quit him yet. Like I can, like I understand, like him, Zeke, and Aaron Jones. I think are kind of somewhat similar in the sense of they're older. When are the wheels going to fall off? I just want to get out if somebody's willing to pay me. And I think in that instance, I just asked. Patrick, if he was willing to sell 101, and then, like, it evolved from there. And I know he threw in Ridley because he is under the assumption Ridley doesn't play another down in the NFL. Which I actually think could potentially I I don't disagree with that. So, it's kind of a, hey, like, sure, I'm going to acquire him, but then also... If he doesn't ever play, then, like... My question is the one... You got, like, the 1-1 or whatever college pick, which is, like, holy shit. You got Zeke. He was still top, I think, 11 last year in our league. Maybe 8 or Wasn't he, like, RB7 or 8? I think he was RB8. Well, yeah. I feel like everybody's doomsdaying Zeke a lot, but the reality... Like, he's not dead yet. I agree, but I also think Dallas throws the ball a hell of a lot more now where, like, he's not as important. And I think Tony Pollard is taking more and more of an actual load. Like, I get what – Aaron Jones is not going to play for Green Bay for longer, in my opinion. I think he's going to play for somebody else because of cap hit and blah, blah, blah. But I, the I thing, don't know. I, the thing I like about Zeke is – I honestly don't care what you do between the 20s. Put Pollard in there. Like, whatever. Give me Zeke inside the 20s. 
Dallas is going to be dynamic enough to score that he's going to be good for that. I also think that after the draft, my entire thing is skewed because they were throwing the shit out of the ball because they had Cooper and all these guys, Wilson and Gallup and CD. And now after the draft, it's like, are they going to go back to a little bit more ground and pound? Like... They drafted that one. I think they're going to have to a little bit if they want. Like, as the season wears on, I think so. Because their first-round pick was that tackle. So. So. I don't know. But back to your team, Luke. I I just think you're older and you just don't have a lot of depth on the NFL side, but I think you can compete with Grimm in that aspect, though, too. I think your quarterbacks are more well-proven. Your wide receivers are young and better. I want to go He's back to the I want to go back to the running backs real quick, but I had been talking with Nate about getting Chubb, but I was like I don't really want to because he's also older, and like he's a solid RB two. I think like he could be a solid RB two for a couple more years, and I'm like, well, now that I got Zeke, how many years do I have left? I might as well try, and I've got some running backs coming up next year that should be able to like help with some of that depth. So it was more of a Next year, like 2023 is what I'm kind of looking forward to. And whatever I happen to do this year will be will be good. I think I just want to know what, like, I personally, on the running back side of things, I think they're so replaceable Yeah, that I value the youth. Whether it's a first-round pick or a third-round pick, it doesn't really matter at this point in time. Like, like, what do you value, Jacob? Like, what do you guys value? Like... I think youth is more important in the running back side of things than the wide receiver side of things. Yes. I I value young wide receivers more than running backs. Like I think like my team, like if I had a a Cooper Cup along with my two quarterbacks, like Cooper Cup could be practically a third quarterback in my lineup. And mask whatever inefficiencies I have at my two running back spots. It's full point PPR. If I've got young, good wide receivers in my flex and my three wide receiver spots, then I feel pretty good. So some people that I've talked to, like, they want, you know, these young wide receivers, but I value them so much. Like, Jamar Chase, granted, he produced really well. Maybe this was the best he'll ever do. Maybe it's just the beginning but he's tethered to a, a young good quarterback and he's young and it's like him and Justin Jefferson like to be wide receiver number one for the next however many years but like I think that's important because if you can get enough studs and your wide receiver spots like they can mask your inefficiency at running backs because a lot of these NFL teams don't use bell cows anymore. Like, so... I agree. I think wide receivers more valuable in that aspect, but, like, if you're just looking at the running back position, would you prefer a young or an older guy? Young. I want a first contract guy, and when they're on their second contract, I want to be looking to move them. Or a year before their second contract. Because then you can counteract that, like, yeah, you love those young wide receivers, but it's like, 
you do, but do you love 29-year-old Devontae Adams more than you love 22-year-old Jamar Chase? You know, like just... Yeah. Yep. I think where I fall for running backs is 99% of the time I'll take the younger guy as long as, like, talent is equal. Um, even if situation isn't equal, I'll still probably do that. Every once in a while, there are guys like, I don't know, Ladanian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson, these guys who have this extended running back career, and they're high-performing throughout that career, and you that's where I kind of deviate a little bit. That's why I kind of went after Christian McCaffrey, just because when he's healthy, he is a cheat code. He can win you weeks. I so, agree. Oh, that's where I'll kind of pivot and put a little more stock into an older guy, even like Derrick Henry. Um, they're just they're just certain certain players that kind of ascend beyond just looking at their age. And that's like, you know, if you can find that running back, like I think Jonathan Taylor is like that next guy that is kind of like Zeke. Zeke, we all think is you know he's kind of getting to the end of his career but he was still running back eight in our league format and this is like his eighth or ninth year in the league or something like that like he's a top performer for like pretty much his entire career and i think you know jonathan taylor's gonna be probably along that same lines and if you can find somebody like that then you know things are a little bit different yep i also just like then you can you can also tie that argument not that argument but like you can just tie everything in like wide receiver wise is who's your fucking quarterback too like at the end of the day like I don't love Sky Moore or I don't you know those guys those guys that I don't think were probably that great but they play for Patrick Mahomes it's the Peyton Manning effect it's the Tom Brady effect bunch of white guys running around, they get a thousand yards and it's because they're very good. That's why that's why sometimes you value some of these wide receivers more just because of how good their quarterback is. Like I don't love anybody that's I, I I like having Drake London on my team, but I don't love him playing for Atlanta right now. What about like Godwin? Like saying you have a, a healthy Godwin. Going into the year. He's young. Yeah. Like, if he were healthy, like, sounds like he'll miss a little bit at the beginning because of the ACL. But he's healthy. He's young. He's got Tom Brady. But how long is Tom Brady there? Like, what what does Tampa Bay look like? But then, like, his contract situation. Did he get extended there? No, he did. He did? So, you know, who's their quarterback of the future? Like, what, you know, what's the going rate of, like, a Chris Godwin. Like, I think he's talented, but without Tom Brady there, I don't think he's talented enough to raise a whoever whoever they picked with that Florida quarterback. Trask. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, it, right now, like, I value Chris Godwin way higher than, I mean, for lack of a better player than Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has the number one pick from last year, the the next godsend Andrew Luck quarterback out there, but I understand the the talent aspect of the two are different, but I also understand like 
we're going to say quarterback-wise, like, I value Godwin way over. I almost value Godwin more with Kyle Trask. I don't even know what he's done yet, but still, it's just tough to, like, go that route if you look into the future because Brady was also supposed to be retired, so he pulled a Brett Favre on us, but. It's really tough because there's a lot of talented wide receivers who might not be able to produce like we all think they should just because of the the scheme that they're running or the quarterback or it's very dependent on on the team. Like if you give DJ Moore Russell Wilson, yeah. Like awesome. Like, there's there's honestly like I'm a Steelers fan, but there's no better team to look at over the years than the Steelers because of Mike Wallace, you know, Juju, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, all these guys, like, they they played with Big Ben for so long, and they were actually very good, 1,000-yard receivers, and then they moved on. Mike Wallace went to Miami and disappeared off the map. Yeah, like a he actually had, I think, 1,000-yard season in Miami. Yeah. And then there's, so. and then there's a plexiglass uh, Burris, who didn't do anything. It, Love it, that guy. Well, he shot himself in the <laughs> leg, but... But that dude was, like, made of glass. I feel like he got hurt quite a bit. But I, I'm always going to value my wide receiver based on a quarterback. And you can play the future game all you want, but especially if you have a – I mean, if, if you're sitting here looking at Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, any of those guys, and you're not valuing the Mike Williams, even though he's a little bit older, or even some of the newer guys coming in, like – you have to value those guys. Like, Sky Moore's value is through the roof playing with Patrick Mahomes. If Sky Moore got drafted for Houston, his value would be trash. So, there's not a ton of guys who can just kick around to different teams and still produce the same way. The the only one that I can really think of that happening is Brandon Marshall. Brandon Cooks, too. Brandon Cooks, too, yeah. But Brandon Marshall would just like kick around the teams and still catch a hundred balls and twelve hundred yards, and it was he all. He did fun. it with the Jets. He did it with the Jets. I think DeAndre Hopkins did pretty well his first year in in yeah. Arizona. Well, and, t- and he was on PEDs though, so <laughs> that wasn't until the next year. But I Allegedly, think that's still at least his second best quarterback that he played with because I think he he entered the league during the Matt Schaub era, didn't he? I think so. He played with a lot of really bad quarterbacks. Don't get Nate started. He's a big Matt Schaub fan, you know, from Atlanta days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so so that's kind of some of my team. Do you want to talk about Belleville's team? Roast me. Man, you know, Belleville and I, we, we've had some talks. We've had <laughs> very public talks. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, we all know my C.J. Stroud love. Like, he's like the only quarterback that came to my my mind. But then again, is he another Ohio State quarterback? That's my question. Like, is he going to be a wide receiver for the Washington Redskins soon? Or, pardon me, the Commanders. Yeah. Um, Like, I think he's a great quarterback. Elite, elite athlete. (laughs) Yes. But we'll get off the the quarterbacks because we both know that's our worst part of our teams, but uh, I actually, 
college-wise, I, I feel like I didn't give him enough credit because I I feel like his squad is pretty damn good. I mean, he's got Amart going to K-State. Is that going to be worth a shit? Who knows? But, I mean, we all know he's got Bijan. Bijan should just sit out. Um, Gibbs, great player, too. I mean, overall, squad-wise, college, I think Belleville's scouting and ability to kind of pinpoint players, especially as we're looking more into this, I think it's going to be the best out of everybody here. I don't know if his college team is the best, We'll see what happens, but I, I do think he potentially could become one of the best college to pro people that we're going to see. Wow. I am, like, flushed right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I definitely took the approach on the college side of guys that would get to the NFL. It, it did come back to bite me because a lot of those guys don't score like somebody from the MAC or, you know, someone going to – Texas or Ohio State or something like that. And then I had a lot of head case guys, too, that I just don't. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, now we got Eric Gilbert back and some other guys that I'm excited about. So I feel very, like, hurt that he, like, led with that for you. And he was like, Luke, your college team's great. You have all these guys. They're going to, you know, go over here, and then it's like, whatever. But apparently my NFL team is just, like, not going to be good in a couple of years. I don't know. I don't know. Your NFL team's going to be very good in the next couple of years. I think Belleville, Belleville's ability to scout and look at things is going to be – What do you think he's best at? What? What do you think he's best at? Scouting. He looked – I like – personally, I like the way he looks at weights and heights and different things like that and really compares it to the NFL side of things. So is is that why, like, trades aren't getting done? Like, he comes to you looking for this player and you're like, fuck, I don't know a lot about this guy, but Jacob is after him, so no. That, that, is, one, that is 100% why that Deion Smith and Buka trade didn't happen. <laughs> Well, now that I look at it, I mean, can we go back to Dion real quick? Sure. Yeah, what happened there? He's just going to JUCO, you know. Some guys got to go there. Like, I went to DMAC. <laughs> DMAC Bears. It's not It's not that big of a deal. I got kicked out of DMAC, but I went there for a year. <laughs> the, so, NFL is not, the NFL is not going to DMAC games. Not, no, but <laughs> let the man go. Like, he... He's going to be all right. He could go to Iowa Central Community College, too. They produced Sean Green, I think, or something. Yeah. And uh, who, who did they have? Darren Sproles went to Coe College. Yeah. Guys, Dion's fine. <laughs> Why not him on my roster? So, that was something I was going to bring up. I was going to put it on the on the sheet, but he's fine. So, so you you really like how how Jacob looks at that uh, body mass and the BMI and I like I like I like Jacob's take on everything and everybody. Like I think he's, I think he does pay a lot more attention to different things that a lot of people won't, which I think will 
in turn give him I don't want to say an advantage, but I think he'll draft better that way. I mean, that's why I, I brought him on as a co-host because, like, we both dig into it, but, like, he looks at it differently than I do. Sometimes we get to the same endpoint, but our process to get there was different. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to make a difference. Maybe not always. I think he, he's going to make some wrong picks every once in a while, but we all will. I mean, this is our first year, right? None of us have any fucking clue what this next draft is going to be like. We could all miss or we could all hit, but I think he's got more – he's more likely to hit than miss than most of us. I think if any of us are batting 100, we shouldn't be doing fantasy football. We should probably be working for Alabama. Yeah. I also can see Grim batting below the Mendoza line. Let's see here. You keep evaluating uh, Jacob's team. I'm going to pull up how uh, how the NFL yeah, draft in, went. In terms of in terms of scoring college points, my strategy going into last year's draft definitely came back to bite me. Just because I wasn't looking at okay, this offense is going to be fantastic this year. I want the points that are going to be coming out of that. So I think and I go on players that are going to make it to the NFL. I don't know if I was. I, yeah, I kind of wasn't going to be competitive on the college side. It's it's all what your end goal is. Like, I kind of want both, but I really want players that make it to the NFL. Like, yeah. in all honesty, if I can – I think I got third or fourth last year in college, but like third. But I, I would prefer those guys to make it to the NFL than be the highest scoring college team. Like, because – I don't look at it as a as a payout. I, yeah, is that great? It's great. Yeah, but I'm looking at this like, how can I be the GM of this team and this team, and how can I make my players flourish elsewhere? Like, that's a, that's the most fun to me. It's I also the, love yeah, and I love the idea of like finding an incoming freshman, you draft them. And you literally, if they have a successful NFL career, you get to watch them for 14 years. I know. Like, you're invested in that player. So, like, I'm much more invested on my college side players than I am on the NFL. NFL, I can try to burn those guys at any point. I feel the same way of just, like, I've dabbled in getting autographs for, you know, I've I've got a JSN autograph football and a mini helmet. And I'm like, all right. Let's go, JSN. Let's get drafted high. I also look at it in, in the in the aspect of like you follow these guys, but then I think the NFL guys are so much more tradable than the college guys because yeah. I think they have a a bigger name or you know they 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 did something one year and, and we have a, we have a better idea of what the value of that player is too so like we're all kind of starting at a similar point when we start trading away the nfl guys well that's like college is all over the board that's i look i look at my trade with nate the right out the gates and i think it was pretty criticized like right out of the, out the gates but it was i think i traded a lave for cooper cup and people are like holy shit what the fuck just happened but like my view was i'm going college and i want these guys to come up no, I got them both. Uh, it's crazy how the world works. But uh, I I definitely 
I was more on the college train right out the gates. Now I'm just trying to build that college to the NFL, and I kind of want to watch that go because I think with Belleville's point, I want to watch those like 10 to 13 years that's, of guys playing. And that's kind of – I was on the college boat pretty quick, and, and I too – it's like I find it hard like when people ask me about my college players, like I find it hard – like I'm more attached to them. like, but sure. But they're – but but they're my guys. I I I picked them. I want to you know I want to see if I was right, which I could be right if I trade them and they and they do well. But then I was right. And now they're on your team. Yep. PSA: One guy that I drafted that I'm not attached to, Demarcus Bowman. So if anybody just has an interest in him, reach out. He's pretty cheap right now. So. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. All right, now, now roast my NFL running back room. Ah, uh, man. How would you – I mean, I was going to go Lamar Jackson out the gates, but, oh, you it. know, Louisville quarterbacks just don't make it. It is just face of facts. One MVP, great. Good job, buddy. Proud of you. But what have you done for me lately? You can't win a big game. You're a piece of shit. Fantasy-wise, I get it. Uh, it's just a it's a personal vendetta against Louisville quarterbacks, and he sucks. Uh, then you I got mean, often then you got often injured Iowa Hawkeye burner Christian McCaffrey. If you're a Hawkeye fan, you would understand. In the Rose Bowl, you watched him go for four hundred thousand yards, I believe, was the record. Yeah, in like thirty-seven touchdowns. The only problem is he's white and he cannot stay healthy in the NFL. My, my only thing with him is if he is healthy for all six, all 17 games or whatever the schedule is now. He's the best. He is the RB1. So that's but kind of where... We haven't seen it in two, three years, right? Well, we have seen it. It's like 12, it's like 12 games in two years or something like that. I think, to average, I think to average the same points per game he did that year... Jonathan Taylor would need to needed to score like eighteen more touchdowns last year. Well, can we all just, just give everybody get... some perspective here? Okay, put some respect on his name. We've got respect on his name, but you got to get off his dick like Grim's got to get off JT's dick. Nope. Jesus Christ! Nope, I'm latched on. Grim now has Saquon Barkley and JT, and they are both untouchable unless you have nineteen first round picks, and that's just for one of them. Yeah, which is why I got Bijan, and I plan on trading him to Grim for everything Grim has because I know he's exactly what Grim wants. He's going to give you Mac Jones and and, and the best MLB prospect on his team, <laughs> Ruddy Brett. Hey, are you still interested in Terrace Marshall? <laughs> or no, uh, he traded him away, didn't he? Yeah, he I think he traded him, him to Nate. Uh, Chad, I think. Okay. Other than that, Antonio Gibson, I don't believe, I don't believe in Washington running backs. Um, I think Gibson's, I think Gibson's just done. He, I draft, I hate him because I drafted him super high in a lot of leagues, and he fucking sucks. Um, your wide receiver crew is great. Well, yeah, Antonio Gibson hasn't really like worked out. 
I think I'm more willing to take risks at running back, just knowing what I have coming from college in this next draft. Who'd you trade? You traded Kenneth for him, didn't you? Kenny. Well, I traded Antonio Gibson and Swift to get CMC, Michael Thomas, and then T. Higgins. And then I traded Kenny, Kenneth Walker back to get Antonio Gibson just because I wasn't – I'm not the biggest Kenneth Walker fan just because of the lack of receiving that he did in college. Okay. I, don't know that he, I don't know that he can't catch the ball, but we are a full point PPR league, so. I get that. On that. I mean, that, that definitely makes sense. I just wasn't sure. I personally would have kept Kenny as Nate called him. I yep. think on a, they must be on a first-name basis. But. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you got Juju. He's going to make TikToks with the Mahomes. Um, How annoying would it be to be a Kansas City fan this next season? Oh, shit. Jackson, Brooklyn, and Juju. I completely forgot that the uh, the golf tournament was on tonight. Oh, the Patrick Mahomes and... Josh Allen versus Brady and uh, Rodgers. Brady was fucking throwing daggers at Mahomes. <laughs> he said something about Tyreek leaving him, and then he was like... Mike Evans many, won't leave me. Yeah, and, and how many more TikToks are you guys make this year? And, like, all sorts of shit. <laughs> but uh, I think... I actually do think your, uh, your NFL team is pretty good. I love the Pitts trade. You, 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 you raped him on that. Claypool, if he can stay off TikTok, he'll be fine. Ramon J. Stevenson, who really knows what's going on in that room. Really hope Obo Kamababable uh, doesn't play. Because I got Dolchich. But I mean, I think overall you're 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 doing all right. I think we both have to really work on quarterbacks, and we both have to really really look at getting a little. I especially need to get younger. You're doing all right in the youth, but I hate Lamar Jackson. So of the three of us, so we all we all three kind of have the same process. It yep. seems like who is competing for a championship first and then you kind of alluded to it earlier but who do you think stays battling for that top top spot every year like top spot overall like in the NFL okay I don't think it's going to happen every year there's there's too much variability year to year so who do you who do you think of the three of us based off, off like what we're doing? Do you think do you think it's gonna be in the championship the first this year college wise? Luke, no, I think Luke wins college for 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 the NFL. Like of the, the three NFL. of us, who's gonna be in a championship game first? Well, if we're talking this year, you no, just overall, yeah. Like, so you think I'm going to get? I'm still going to say you. So you think I'm going to get into the championship this year? I'm like next year, two years from now. Like I might not make the championship this year. So like, hey, I think I'm. You know, I think Jacob's going to get there in three years, and he's going to be the first one there. Like, no, I I think you're you you are more well built to be there in the first three years than 
Belleville and I. But I, I think Belleville and I will be more of a staple than I more will. of a more of a year three to three to five. Let's say if we're talking one to three, three to five. Just because you have Henderson coming up, you you've got Young coming up, you, you got a Smith Nigba, like you you've got a lot of talent coming in, and for that all hits with what you already have, it's going to be pretty nasty. Just hopefully, I can address that depth. That's what I hope for. You, yeah, you definitely have depth. What might hinder you this year? What's that? It's just like, that might be what hinders you this year from actually getting there. Yeah. It's just that depth on the – because you can guarantee someone's going to get hurt on everybody's team. Yep. And if they don't, then that team's probably going to be in the in the final, right? I mean, yeah. in a league like this, you've got to guarantee like five people get injured. And, but I look at your quarterbacks. You have Mahomes and you have Dak just off the top here. And then, I mean – I guess you have Carson Wentz, but whatever. Uh, I I look at that. You guys are both above me in the quarterback game. I've got Rodgers. You've got uh, Lamar comparable, but our seconds are – Jalen's better than mine, so. But I think if you, if you bring up Stroud, you guys – you're ahead of Belleville – Belleville's ahead of me, in my opinion. Especially if you look at quarterback-wise, and then if you start looking at who's coming up for you guys, I think you guys are both ahead of me there. But I I think I I can have the wide receivers and hopefully 244-pound Najee (laughs) and seventh-round, sixth-round Elijah carrying the load. So, But... It, it's not going to matter because Ian just builds a stout team no matter what for some reason. I went back and looked at Ian's team, and, like, a lot of credit goes to that man. That fucking guy has a team that is not great with names but great with fucking scores. It blows my mind. Yeah, he put a good, put a good team together, and then what you kind of need is some luck. You know, Nate's team pretty much just was – Plowing through everybody, cashing those checks, and then uh, injuries. Yep, I just had you, the injury bug. You need luck, but Ian's just got that depth. You got that like, thick that depth. Is... Just yeah. he, he like comes in. He like comes into the locker room like that, and you're like, oh shit, look at that guy's depth. And then like he's not like a tuna can, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just. I don't know why Ian's team... I, I just think about our other league, too, and Ian's teams are just always fucking good. And Grim just thinks he always has the best team, but he doesn't. So, I'm willing to bet Grim does not win it this year. Ooh. Spicy. I can't wait till you guys play each other on the on the NCAA side and the, and the NFL side. I mean, Bring I think... Bring us both on. Let's fucking go. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll... We'll get you two both on here. Uh, you just have a time. show where you guys trash each other's uh, supplemental draft. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, the first thing I'm going to do what is throw the old Steve Austin two beers. <laughs> and then I'm going to yell a bunch of shit. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of all we had on the on the show sheet for tonight. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? 
I don't I don't got much. I think I think we crushed it tonight. Yeah. So next week we're planning on doing a uh, one of these with what was it Ellis? Uh, Jacob, have you picked a night or talked to the wife that hey this is gonna work for us? I haven't. I haven't had a chance to talk to her. She went out with her friends last day of school. So gotcha. All right. Well, hopefully get that out uh, next week, and then we just have. Corey, Patrick, Brett. Brett, is that it? Yeah. I think so. So hopefully we'll get everyone done here before our supplemental draft so we know uh, what what guys um, are looking forward to, to make their teams better. So anyways, thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, I'm Luke Probasco. Jacob Belleville. And hope you have a good rest of your week and weekend. Thanks.